All right. Oh, crap. I rolled a D4 on accident. No, D4, come back. Hey, I got an idea. So if you're like scrolling through the waveform and you want to know where the actual thing is started, um, if you see just like a gigantic peaky pile of sound, then you'd be like, that's where the episode started. Yeah. Let me start the big sound. Also, we're pretty close to already an hour, so that that's easy to keep in mind. Ma- oh, that looks terrible. Okay. <laughs> now you'll know where to start. <laughs> that's only for you. Oh. Uh, we, okay, oh, well, we can both works. do it at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one. Okay, good. Look at that thick sound, boy. That's thick. Anyways, get ready, player one. I guess we start. I guess we do. Michael. Howdy. Michael, would you like to describe your character for me? Uh, I guess I can. I guess I can. So, hello everybody. It's my first time. First episode. And I guess I'm going to introduce my character. Um, I'm going to be playing a rock gnome. His name is Edwin Stranglebird. uh, But he goes by the nickname Green Noggin. That's because when he was uh, sort of middle age, when he was coming of age, so to speak, then uh, he had a little traumatic event. He was walking through the woods. He got caught up in a thunderstorm and a giant oak tree got struck by lightning, fell on his head. He's out for days, possibly. Uh, Nobody knows where he is. He was off on his own. And memory is really hazy from that time, but he sort of, as he was slipping in and out of consciousness, then uh, he, he saw this giant creature, this, this uh, woodland creature, looked kind of raccoony, lift the oak tree off of him and save his life. So, hence the name Green Noggin. Now he, uh, ever since that day, he's been completely bald. And he's got a pretty gnarly scar on on the right side of his skull. So pretty much the first thing you see when you see him. He's short, and by now it's been like almost a hundred years since that happened. Uh gnomes live a long time, but he's he's still he's still middle age, I guess. A little on the older side. And Does he have like white hair? Oh no, he he's bald, right? He has no hair. Uh his beard is white though. So he's got, okay. yeah, he's got a beard that's that's pretty intricately braided. It goes down to about his waist, um, and his waist is real far down because he's um, about three foot five. Yeah, three foot five, forty-five pounds. So gnomes are tiny creatures, and hopefully that comes in handy. But 
Yeah, a little more about his backstory. He, uh, like I said, he's originally a rock gnome. And before this whole traumatic tree on the head event, then he was planning on sort of finishing out his master craft and becoming a master jeweler in his hometown. So uh, rock gnomes all live in, in pretty large interconnected cities underground. And his family, going way back, they've all been jewelers. And uh, that was his trade. That's what he was going to do. But, you know, it changes you when you almost die. So he decided, you know, he faced his own mortality. And he realized that he was a very, very fragile person. And that he wanted to um, sort of go a different direction in life. So he actually met some uh, forest gnomes uh, while he was recovering from, from his injury. And he was talking to them and he was asking questions about this giant raccoon. You know, who could this be? What could have gone? What could have been going on? And uh, they mentioned actually the forest gnome god, Bervin Wildwanderer. He's got this uh, companion who's a giant raccoon named Chiktika. And so maybe, maybe it was a little bit of divine intervention that's, that's keeping uh, Edwin alive. He takes that as a sign. And he said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to dedicate my life to bettering myself and to sort of learning more about nature, learning more about the spirits of the forest. And essentially, he, he uh, started up a monastery. He sort of abandoned his mastercraft. He's still going to be tinkering in, in jewelry, in machinery, and things of that sort. But really, he has uh, shifted his focus, and now he, he made a monastery that has been going for a few decades now. So it's been 50, 60 years in the running. Essentially, he's dedicated his life to self-improvement and uh, discovery of himself and of the world. A handful of forest gnomes have joined him. He's got a small crew of, of five other people that are living with him in the monastery, and uh, they learn a little bit about the, you know, secrets of underground life uh, from from Edwin, and he learns about nature, about the forest, and about, you know, the creatures above ground uh, from them. Since then, he's been, uh, he always carries around on his, his left hand, he's got a signet ring, and the ring is in the, the shape of a raccoon head, and that's sort of a symbol for him and everybody in the monastery uh, that they're all part of the same team. All right. Dope, dope, dope. Dope, All right. dope, dope. Well then, I guess we're going to start off playing Dungeons & Dragons now. Yes, let's. And we're going to start this off waking up in the morning. Okay. Well, what's your normal uh, morning routine? So, uh, when I wake up normally, I've got a bed. I'm on the second story of this monastery. It's in the middle of the woods. And uh, basically, the first thing I want to do is, is uh, put on my slippers, go downstairs, and make some breakfast. Okay. And uh, just, what's your monastery like? Is it like really big and spacious, or is it kind of small? Is it like a log cabin type of thing? Uh, no. So it's, it's made of stone, um, but it's really, really tiny. Nobody but a gnome is going to fit in here. I mean, it, it is custom fit for gnomes. The doorways are about four feet high, and the whole thing, mm -hmm. it's two stories, it's above ground, um, and it, it looks a little bit like, uh, like you know, an old-timey stone uh, 
cottage almost. It's got it's got a steeple, it's got a spire, but the whole thing, you know, two stories tall, maybe 10, 12 feet off the ground. Okay. So yeah, uh, you go, you said you go down and make some breakfast. Yep. So greens, you know, fry up some greens, some leeks, onions or whatnot. Oddly enough, though, you don't remember where's the kitchen, though. You oh. head downstairs and you you get into that one weird stage. It's just like, all right, time to do this one thing. You go down and then you're like, wait, what am I doing? Okay. Where where am I? So I'm uh, down the stairs. Uh, I'm looking around. What What's in front of me right now? You're just in like the, I'm assuming your monastery has like a main lobby like area. Yeah, there's an entrance. Yeah, so you're kind of like in that spot right now. Um, don't remember that you were going to do some breakfast, but just something doesn't feel right. Hmm. Okay. You uh, turn around from where you came from uh, up the stairs, and the stairs aren't there. Okay. In fact, there's no doorways. You're now just in a stone room. It still looks like the lobby of your... Uh, your little stone cottage. Uh huh. And the only the only door there is the exit. Uh huh. Um, I call out to see if anybody else is around. There's no response. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk up to the door. Do you walk through the door? Sure, sure. Let's head outside. What's going on? Okay, you walk outside, uh, and you're in the forest, like, like where your uh, your cottage is, where okay. your monastery is. It's you know in the forest, bottom of the mountain. Okay. And it just seems like a normal morning. There's birds chirping, uh, animals making rustling in the woods. It goes silent. There's no more birds. There's no more animals making noises. Hmm. The sky is turning dark relatively fast as if a storm blew in in about 30 seconds. It starts storming and pouring. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to stay outside. So I go back in and and see if the stairs have magically reappeared. Uh, you can't open the door. Mm, You're locked good. out. Good. Good. Okay. Um, is there any cover around me? Is there any, like, tall tree or, or, uh, something that has shade from the rain? In front of your monastery, there's, like, a dirt road. But then the dirt road splits in two paths. One goes to, uh, up the mountains and where the forest gnomes is. And the other side... Uh, which will take you north, um, goes to a village that you know that exists there. You haven't gone there or anything like that. You just know there's a village over there. Okay. Um, Is it a gnome village? No, no, it's a it's a village where all races are. Okay, okay, okay. A metropolis. However, like I said, it's storming. It's really windy. Uh, you hear a bang on the door in the monastery. Okay. Um, I go over to the door. Uh, I, I knock back on the door and I yell, Who's in there? Hear no response. 
Do you try to open it again? Well, obviously. Uh, make a strength check for me. Okay, let's see. D20, right? Yep. Well, I have real terrible strength. Uh, okay, but that's going to be a 16. Uh, is that plus anything? Uh, that was minus one for strength, so 17 minus one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, 16 does it. All you right. break the door hinge, and the door opens, and your lobby... It's on fire. Oh. Oh. There's no one there. There couldn't be possibly anyone knocking on the door because they wouldn't turn back because there's just a wall of fire, but there's no one around. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm yelling out the names of the other monks. I mean, I, like, Trick, Yali, where are you? you? You don't hear a response. Is Is there... You're alone. I mean, did... Did they get walled in? Can I can I run through the fire? Can I like like you can lower try. my shoulder into the wall and, and and break down the the wall or something? You can try. Okay, I'm going for it. What do we do? Another strength check? Uh, what are you doing exactly? You're trying to break down a wall? Yeah, so so basically you said you said that there are no stairs. Uh, like there's no doorways, but obviously there should be a doorway there, right? Uh, I'm sorry. When you open the door, your monastery is back to normal. But it's on fire, though. Oh. Okay. Um, Okay, so I can see stairs now. And the stairs are on fire. Correct. Correct. Okay, I am just going to, as fast as I can, I'm going to sprint up the stairs and to um, the neighboring room, to Trick's room. Okay. Make a constitution check to see if you can get through the fire. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an eight. Uh, that's not going to do it, fam. Uh, <laughs> you, you, like, you put your raccoon hood up, swing it around your neck so that way it's covering your mouth so that you're not breathing in smoke. And then you're about to go in, but then the flames just burst into a more raging flame and it just stops you from continuing on. Mm. And you can't bypass the fire. Okay. Okay. <sighs> you hear some footsteps above you. Oh, so there, there's people up there. Yeah, you hear footsteps, but they're kind of heavy. They're actually very heavy. Then you realize they're not footsteps. Uh-huh. The ceiling, it's coming down on you. Oh, boy. And it's oh coming boy. down hard. All right, I get out of there. I uh, get the heck out of the door as fast as I can. Make a dexterity check. Okay. Crit fail. Yeah, um, that's not going to do it either. Um, before you can even make a movement, the ceiling falls, and it crushes you. All right, that was a short episode, guys. I'm dead. See you next week. <laughs> not quite. You wake up. Uh, you jerk awake. You're in your bed. You're sweating. You feel around your face to see if this is really you, and it is. You just had a nightmare. And a nightmare it was. Okay, okay. I can deal with this. I'm okay with being alive. I take a deep breath. I go... I leave my room. I go next door. I knock on the door. I'm like, hey, Trick, are you in there? 
right when you uh, were about to like knock on the door, Trick Bancampo opens the door. It's that kind of that awkward thing, like you're both at the door, like, oh, sorry. He says, oh, uh, hi, I, I, I heard you screaming over in the other room. I was worried about you. Oh, man. I just had the worst dream. A, a dream? Sounds like a nightmare, more like it. You were screaming really hard. I mean, yeah, I, I, everybody died. Um, at least as far as I know, everybody died. I know I died. And you probably died. I I died? Yeah, no, like the whole the whole monastery was on fire. Like, I I'm just glad it's not real. I can forget about this. Uh, you want some breakfast? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm just sounds horrible. Well, we're all safe, and luckily it was it was just a nightmare. It probably means nothing. All right, you know what? Let's let's just go downstairs. Let's pretend this didn't happen. Sounds 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 good. As long as you're okay, you're okay, right? I think so. I mean, I'm a little sweaty. Do you, <laughs> do you see any burns on my face? No, no. You you look uh you look fine. You look your normal self. I'll I'll wake up the uh the other four and we'll meet you down for breakfast. All right, I'll see you down there. I mean, geez, it felt real. Uh, Trick Bancampo goes to the other to the other four, wakes them up for breakfast, and you guys eat a nice, peaceful breakfast. Do you tell everyone else about the the nightmare you had? No, I'm keeping it to myself for now. It's not worth worrying people. Okay, then you guys just have a nice, peaceful breakfast, talking about uh, maybe future trips you guys were gonna maybe think about doing, maybe go up the mountains or do another spelunking down the caves to see what you can find and learn about the earth in itself. Trick Band Campo is like jotting down some notes on a piece of paper about new contraptions or other steam powered machines he's been thinking of. And he's also listening to the conversation. What are you kind of uh, supplying to this conversation? Are you like too distracted or are you just absolutely playing off like nothing happened? Yeah, no, I, I'm trying the best I can to just pretend that everything is as usual. Um, so I suggest to everybody that, that maybe we plan a trip today or tomorrow to to head into the mines and actually go down, you know, harvest some, some minerals uh, and see what we can find down there. They say tomorrow sounds like a good day to do that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And you guys do just that. You, uh, you go into the mines, you get some minerals. How does this usually go for you guys? So... Um, I'm the one who actually sort of understands the mines the most. I, I grew up down there and um, we're not that far from uh, my my hometown. Uh, so it's sort of at the base of the mountain. And I know that place like the back of my hand. We're going to head down. I don't really talk to my uh, family anymore. They're... So we kind of just, you know, head down to the mines, do our own thing. We have a, a mine shaft that we've been kind of working at for, for a number of years now. Every day we go down as, as deep as we can and we just, uh, you know, pick away, get a little deeper. For now, we're just seeing what we can see. It's a very rich mountain. So normally we find veins of, of copper, uh, some silver, 
then it, it's scattered with with tons of you know tiny gemstones and i love mm-hmm. you know grabbing as many gemstones as i can bringing them back turning them into something it took you about a day to do all that and you come back and the monastery is all clean there's dinner at the table that yali made and i guess it's uh time for you to go to bed again <laughs> all right well then i i say good night to everybody and i uh Obviously, I'm going to have a fun time sleeping tonight. But you didn't. That's the thing. You didn't have a fun time sleeping. You had the nightmare again. And you had it again. Oh, boy. And again. You've had this reoccurring nightmare happen for eight nights straight. And it ends the same way every single time. The monastery burns down. You wake up after the eighth night, and you see all of your, would you call them students? No, I wouldn't call them students. Uh, I think the best word colleagues. Probably, yeah, colleagues. You, I'll, I'll call them colleagues. You wake up, and all your colleagues, they're right next to you, and they're holding you. Oh. And... Uh, Carbrook, wait, 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 wait. Uh, so you Carbrook? mean like physically nice? holding me? Holding me in yeah. the air? No, 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 not in the air. Like, you, like they're holding you down. Oh. Oh. Uh, Carbrook speaks up. Um, Green Noggin, you, you had another night terror. And in fact, it was, uh, it's the worst one we've seen. You, you actually got up off your bed and started thrashing around. Uh, it was terrifying. We had to hold you down for about 20 minutes until you calmed down. Oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, something is wrong. Something is really, really wrong. You know, this has been happening night after night after night, and I'm afraid that someone is trying to tell me something. What do you, uh, what do you think, uh, it means? Who's trying to tell you what? I don't know anything more than you do. I, uh, I guess if I'm having a dream about the monastery being on fire, night after 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 night, it might have something to do with the monastery being on fire? I I don't know guys. Uh it's I'm a little bit worried. I'm I'm afraid for your safety. Well, nothing has uh endangered the monastery. Uh we've never married enemies. I know, I know. We've just been here for the last like 60 years. We've lived peacefully this this place is made out of stone how could it be even catch on fire uh special rock fire i you know i'm out of ideas all i know is that these dreams are not going away and this has never happened to me before like my entire life i have never had such a persistent realistic 
terrifying series of dreams. I can't shake the feeling that something is going on and that there's something I need to do. What what would that be? Again, uh, I'm lost. I am totally lost. If you guys are actually in danger, I want to figure out why. And I want to make sure that we can avoid that happening. Well, perhaps we should maybe move for the current time, just in case it does ever. This is a dangerous place. Um, Maybe we need to send someone out and figure out what is this danger, and if it's only after us and the other four or how many don't go should continue the teachings of the monastery and you know uh just move for now and come back later yeah you know that's not a bad idea i i'm starting to think this place might be cursed <laughs> just yeah ben campos curse you think it's cursed well what else could it be i how else do rocks catch on fire well, um, actually, after you told me about the first dream, I've I've been drawing up a few things. And he shows up, he... You know how he, he, he does, uh, he likes to tinker, he likes to do things with, uh, like, steam, um, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a c- contraption that can use water and actually move it up and to defy gravity and keep it in certain sections. Aha. Aha. So you're telling me if this building were to catch on fire, you could send water through those pipes and you could extinguish it. If if it works right, perhaps it could work like that. Of course, somebody has to pull the switch. So I I will have to somehow make the switch easy to get to, but also not able to accidentally be pulled whenever. We all Mm. don't want wet objects, of course. You know, I can imagine, like, in the case of emergency, you could have the switch behind, like, some barrier, maybe a glass barrier, and then in case of emergency, you could break the glass. Interesting. I'll have to draw some up. And he immediately walks out the room and uh, gets more paper. And he, brought, and he walks back in and starts like drawing on the floor. All right, this has potential. I like this. Maybe we don't need to move. Exactly. I'm still convinced the place is cursed, though. Well, I mean, I guess that's that one person whoever's leaving to figure out what's the curse. Ugh, but where do we go? Who, who is gonna be able to tell us anything? You think has has anybody else here have been having weird dreams, or is it just me? Is it just me? Everyone shakes their head. <sighs> no, wait. Was that a shake the head yes or shake the head no? Uh, that's a shake the head no. No, they have not had these dreams before. Nobody has had these dreams. Okay. So I'm alone. 
Hmm. Maybe it's you. They're sending it to you for a reason. If the monastery was truly endangered, maybe they would send it monastery. to all of us. It's it... Monastery. It's monastery. What did I say? Monastery. Monastery. That's there you it. go. Take two. If if the monastery was actually endangered, maybe they would, the dream would be. It's I said mo- stary. No, you didn't, dude. <laughs> I swear to freaking god, I said monastery. <laughs> You did say Montesteri, and that's the problem. Then what do I... Montinsteri? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me. <laughs> Monastery. Monastery. There you go. Monastery. Beautiful. All right, let's go. Take three. Let's do it. Go. Well, if the monastery was really in trouble, I believe the dream would come to all of us, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would think. Okay. So maybe the monastery is not cursed. Maybe I'm cursed. No. I. No, there's no way you could be cursed. I don't know, dude. A tree fell on my head. And if you leave, who would be in charge? You know what? I, I think you would be a good person to hold down the fort while I'm gone. You've been here longer than anybody else has. You know what's going on. Me? Yeah, you you understand the people here. And, heck, if the place catches on fire, you're going to know how to fix it. They, they, they agree with you. Trickbang Campo should be in charge of this place while you leave. Okay. I, you know what? I think that's a great idea. I think you're, you're going to do an amazing job while I'm gone, but I do need to go. I, I need to talk to somebody and I mean, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm losing my mind, but if I'm losing my mind, I need to know that too. So I'm going to take some time and find someone who can help me get to the bottom of this. All right. Uh, all your colleagues understand the situation. They have agreed to let Trick Bank Campo to lead the place while you leave. Um, what do you gather up before you go? <sighs> Honestly, I don't know how long I'm going to be gone. I don't. I don't even know where I'm going. I. I mean, I guess I'm going to the next town over. Uh, do. Do we know how many days walk that is? About a day. Okay, that's not bad at all. So, I, you know, I guess I'm going to pack fairly lightly. I'm not going to stock up on too much food or anything like that. But I do want to uh, bring my weapons. So I've got a bow staff. I've got uh, a handful of darts. And I've actually never used them on another living being. Um, you know, we we train but it's more like going to the gym and lifting weights than it is like actual combat so i'll i'll take them with me but side question do you guys hunt uh no 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 we are vegetarian got you yeah so um the forest gnomes are actually uh pretty good buddies with the wildlife um we so they um sort of get news about the forest from 
the woodland creatures. They they talk to squirrels and rabbits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some nice fresh granola. But I also um, want to pack up some of the stuff on my workbench. So uh, the things I've been tinkering with, uh, you know, lots of little clock parts, gears, screwdrivers, things of that sort. I, I want to be able to still make things while I'm on the road. I have a sneaking suspicion that I might be, you know, going on some sort of quest. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so your colleagues, they, uh, they help you pack some of your stuff. They're getting ready. Uh, they're getting you ready mostly. Um, they're going over a few trick Ben Campo is working more on his blueprints and testing a few things while also trying to learn how to run the monastery. 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 Uh, you know what? Say it however you want. Monticeri. No, Monticeri. No. <laughs> Take it back. No, you're. No, you can't say it however you want. It's monastery. Monastery. There Thank you. Go. Beautiful. Monastery. All right. Take All four. Right. Keep it going. Trip Band Camp. Trip Band Campo is working on the blueprints, and he's at simultaneously learning how to run the monastery. Monastery. <laughs> Monastery. Monastery. No, Montes. Montes. Am, oh. am I having a rake? Oh, no. Is this I'm why you want to burn bro. the place down? Because you don't know what it's called? <laughs> it is all good fun. I poke fun. Mon- Montastery. Nope. Nope. Monastery. There nope. you go. Yes, that was right. That one. That last one. Monastery? There you go. You can Montesteri? fix it in post. No, Montes- How do you think they would send you off? Would they just be like, all right, goodbye, and then wave and you leave? Or is there like a big, like little good luck thing going on? Or you know, I do you leave without telling it uh, the day you leave? It's going to be sad. It's going to be like, I'll say goodbye to everybody because I'll be gone for at least a couple of days. And, and they know it's mm-hmm. going to be a couple of days i'm not really planning on um staying out for too long so i imagine setting off in the in the mid-afternoon or so i'm i'm hoping to get to would i be able to would i be able to get to the next town over by nightfall if i head out like after lunch so you leave in the morning um i i think well, so would I be able to get to the next town over if I leave in the afternoon? If you leave in the morning, you'll get there by sundown. In the morning. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I'll make sure that I have my things packed um, and I'll leave after breakfast. Um, so I guess I guess after we plan everything, I'll have another nightmare. I'm going to have to go to sleep again. And you do. You do have the nightmare. Okay. Yeah. It's it's different though. Okay. When yeah, you ran you go down the stairs and then the stairs disappear and it's only the exit. When you open the door, you are on the edge of the forest now. Okay. You look behind you and you're 
your cottage is no longer there. You're in a wide open field, plains, almost flat. There's some hills and there's grazing animals. And off in the distance, you see a town. Uh Uh-huh. But then as if something grabbed you the back of your hoodie and pulled you back, you're immediately back in your modest uh, in your cottage, and the the ceiling collapses on you. Oof! I guess I wake up. Yeah, you wake up. <sighs> All right. And you wake up well rested. Uh, no one's there holding you down this time. By the time you walk out your door, breakfast is already prepared. Uh, no one heard you screaming. Huh. Uh, they asked you if the nightmare was gone. Do you tell them the nightmare was still there or? Yeah. So I'm going to, I, I said, um, yeah, you know what? Last night it felt different. I, I'm feeling confident about this. This is the right thing to do. Uh, I'm just going to go see if I can find someone to talk to, get to the bottom of this. And then I'll be gone a couple days. I will be back as soon as I can. And I'll make sure to tell you guys what I learned. Your colleagues do sigh with relief, like, oh, at least now we know maybe it probably is a message because not only it's reoccurring, but it continued and changed a little bit. Do we know the name of the town next door? Have any of no, us you been don't. there? You, nope. Huh. We are antisocial. For some reason, you guys never, like, thought to come to this town over. Uh, you, uh, the wood gnome... The Forest Gnome Village is only five hours away. The mines are maybe two. So everything's pretty close by, but this village over is a whole day to get there. All right. You just never found a reason to go there. Well. You've had people uh, come from that direction, but you never went that direction. Okay, 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 okay. I guess that changes today. Let's do it. I'm going to... Tell everybody goodbye. We'll say our farewells. Um, I'll put on my backpack. I will get out the door. And now you head north. North. Spencer Dove, you're a dungeon master again, and it's that time. Mid-roll time. Gotta give these actors kind of a break, you know? Anyways, so I just want to talk about a few other updates. Um, just the huge uh, shout-out to Toby Fox and Big Giant Circles for supplying our music for this podcast. They both have m- even more amazing music. You should check them out on Bandcamp. Their links will be in the description. How are you guys liking the episode so far? This is Michael Schoen. He is the one who is playing Edward Stranglebird, the rock gnome monk who follows the god of Chikatika. There'll be one more backstory episode after this one, and then we'll do a little group sesh, and then we'll go from there. Go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Follow us at Dungeon Doves. I'll be doing most of the podcast updates there, and I will let you know as soon as I post the next episode. So if you're ever interested to get on that grind train and listen to when it comes out, you can go check out us on Twitter and you'll find out as soon as possible. 
Remember, if you want to shout us out on Twitter, that's also nice. Or leave a review on whatever podcasting platform. If I like it, I could use your name or a name you choose for a NPC's name or somewhere in the podcast. And if I don't find a place where to put your name, that's okay. I'll do a little shout out in this interlude right over here. So yeah, go ahead and tell your friends about us if you think they'll like this Dungeon Dragons podcast. And special shout out to my father, uh, who shouts us out every time our theme song plays through his Twitch stream. And his Twitch stream, link in the description, will be down below. Or wherever it goes. Um, I know on SoundCloud and I think iTunes also will put that stuff that I put in the description. So we'll be there. If not, you can check us out on SoundCloud and we'll have it there for sure. But yeah, all in all, tell us how you like this podcast. Is there something I need to work on as a DM? Or is there something you want to hear more about? Go ahead and uh, send us something. I don't care. Maybe it's just a friendly hello. But anyways, back to the episode. a while now it's been like a few hours maybe three uneventful uh just your normal forest stroll boring is good yeah nothing unusual but uh so yeah you're walking uh, uh, on this dirt path um and you you hear or at least you feel something's wrong okay you get a, a quick a, a very quick flash of fire uh like it was your monastery just very quick and brief oh boy oh boy and oh boy oh boy of, ptsd is kicking it, in yeah kind of yeah a little ptsd kind of um and it catches you off guard and you like step back and you go on your knees or on a knee and you look up and there's a blob blobs got it of pure flaming energy that sounds bad i assume it wants to attack me how are you gonna deal with this uh how far away is it it's about i would say 40 feet in front of you okay so it's 30 30 feet 30 feet okay um so that's actually too far away for me to reach with my stubby little legs so i'm actually going to try to chuck a dart at it it looks dangerous i don't like it i want it to die all right uh make a d20 roll let's see if you hit okay attacking okay uh so that's gonna be a 13 that will hit Woo! roll for damage okay uh so the dart strikes it does 1d4 does three damage okay you have done diddly the damages. Done diddly. And now the slime is ro- uh, the slime is rolling towards you. Do your worst, slime. How close is it now? It's about fifteen feet in front of you. All right. Um, I slap it with my stick. I run up. I hit it with my bow staff. Your bow staff is made of wood, though, that, right? Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I am an idiot, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
I'm going to hit him with my bow staff. <laughs> All right. No take backs. Uh, roll a d20 then. Uh, it was the first thing that came to mind. Okay. So I, I run up. I whack him with my bow staff. And I rolled an 11. That hits. Hey. All right. Now roll for damage. So we got 1d6. We got three damage on that. This jello thing is now bloodied. Ooh, beautiful. Well, I am actually going to. Uh, so I'm going to do. I'm going to take an unarmed strike, uh, the bonus action. Okay. And I'm going to hit the ball of flaming jelly with my fist. Yeah, all right. Roll a d20 to hit. Because I'm an idiot. Okay, that's going to be a twelve. That hits. And four damage. Wow. Your fist did more damage than the wooden stick. (laughs) I have fists of steel. Make a constitution saving throw to see if your hand doesn't get burned. Fair point. That's a five. Yeah, you're going to get burned for one damage. I've had worse. Which is a little, little singed on the good old knucks. And now the slime's on it. It's going to hit you. Oh boy. Oh or at least boy. jump at you. Yeah, um, unfortunately, though, the slime critted. It rolled a nat 20. Ooh, that's nice. So it gets to roll the damage die twice. That makes me very unhappy. One. Eh, you only take three damage anyways. <laughs> it rolled poorly. Slimes suck. And now it's over to you. Okay. Um, I'm not going to hit it with my fist again. I, I think that's a mistake. Uh, I jump back and I throw another dart at the guy. Uh, the darts are the only thing that I have that's made out of metal. Right? Yeah. So instead of throwing the dart, I use it to stab the slime. Okay. Yeah, roll a a d20, but do not add proficiency with it. Okay. Mm, This time I get a nine. That hits. Uh, Uh, Slime takes four damage. Once you create an impact of the slime, he was already super weak, and it just took one little nudge to push him off the edge. Yeah, so once you puncture the membrane of this, uh, this slime... It wasn't able to, like, repair itself like it kind of has been doing when you threw something in it. Um, it actually became unstable and it blew up. Oh. You need to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, this is good. This is good. I'm glad I'm so close. Uh, 12. Yeah, that saves. Ugh. You don't take any damage from this. Okay, so it was a tiny explosion. But you're not out of the woods yet, both figuratively and literally. Uh, a new one pops out. Hmm. All right. It's not fire though. It's it comes from the side uh side of the road and it leaves this trail of just not not like normal goo. This goo just looks like it's wilting the plant life. The color Ooh. of this lime is like a dark deep green. I'd like to kill it. And please. it just has this awful stench. I'd like to make it dead, please. It would also like you to be dead too. We're rolling for initiative this time. All right. Glad we're on the same page, Slime. Okay. Initiative. I've got a plus two, so that's 14. The, the Slime rolled a 17. Oh, that's bad. 
All right, come at me, bro. So the slime's going to roll up to you. It's actually just going to breathe really hard. Toxic gasks emis- em- emits from it. Make a constitution saving throw for me. Oof. Okay. Constitution, that's a nine. Uh, that saves. Um, so you're only going to take half damage from this uh, toxic gas. Oh, boy. So you take two damage. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, can I get far away from this slime? I am actually going to see what I can do. How, is there a tree nearby? Can I run up a tree? You can try. I am going to pull out my best and fastest tree climbing skills, sprint toward the edge of the woods, and, and get up into a low branch. Make an athletics check for me. Athletics. See if you can get up the tree. Okay. I think the answer is yes. I got 18. Yeah, this isn't the first tree you've climbed. Um, as you're a monk in the, the woods, living with other forest gnomes, I would assume you guys climb trees all the time. Daily. And so this was an easy walk in the park uh, for you. So when you climb up this tree, what do you do now? Okay, now I'm chucking darts. You're going to start throwing darts. Okay. start throwing darts. Roll to attack. 19. Uh, yeah, that, of course, hits. Uh, damage? One damage. So good thing you're up that tree, because otherwise you might be in the splash zone. Let's see. Alrighty. That's a 18. <gasps> ah, here's the big dice. From, from behind the slime, you see this bear-like figure. Oh. Run really fast. He comes up to this this gross looking slime and he hits it with a battle axe. Uh-huh. And the slime's dead. <laughs> okay. Um I'm gonna be I'm gonna continue to cower in the tree, but I yell uh, out how how far are you, you from the slime? Uh I'm I don't know. Was he near the edge of the woods? Uh you're still in the woods, like you're not, uh, there's no edge of the woods quite yet. Okay, okay. So I guess the tree was like 15 feet off. How much? Like 15 feet. 15 feet. Um, yeah, make a constitution saving throw. All right, that is a 15. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, the toxic smoke does not affect you. However, uh, yeah, he nat 20 so the toxic smoke does not uh, affect him either. Actually, I think he's looking a little healthier from it. <laughs> uh. As the fog clears of this toxic smoke, you can get a good look of this bear, how, how I would say. And he's not a bear. He, he's kind of uh, a dark green-brown skin color. He has teeth that comes out from his bottom lip and covers his top lip he has a large scar on his right uh on his right shoulder that looks slightly fresh as if it healed about earlier this month gnarly dude and his eyes are blank Uh, does he know i'm here uh he does not notice you okay in fact after he killed this poison slime he run he runs up to the nearest tree which isn't uh-huh. yours it's on the other side of the the road and he's just hacking away at this tree this could be problematic mm. he he the tree uh, the tree comes down he well let me see if he actually cuts it down yeah the tree comes down it comes down without a breeze uh he rolled a 17 on that 
he goes over to the next tree and this tree is just even thicker than the last and he's trying to cut it down and he doesn't quite cut this down but he just keeps on hacking at it and then he with all of his might he hits it one last time and then he just stays there the axe is still in the tree and he's motionless i'm scared do you, would, would i be able to like jump from the branch i'm on to another tree like in case he wants to chop it down Oh yeah, you could probably do that. This, these are thick okay. woods. You you have to make a check All of right, some sort. Right, I'm yeah, you see what happens. That. I'm going to uh, yell at him just a quick thank you. He doesn't move. Eh, he kind of like twitches a little bit, but other than that, he doesn't really move from that spot. Okay, well, not not to be not to like sneak up behind him or anything, but but. I stay in the trees and I try to get closer. Uh, so you're gonna pull a casual midwestern move and sneak Just on by. Sneak on by. All right. What are you looking for? I I want to get in front of him. I want to see his face. So how this is this is how it is. Uh, the road is splitting the forest in two, kind of. Okay. You're on the left side, and he's on the right side, looking towards the right side. Okay, so there, so there's just open road between us. Correct. So you, you're gonna have to make one hell of a check to jump over this road to get to another tree. Okay, I'm not happy about that. Um, well, I am realizing how squishy I am, and seeing as he likes to kill slimes. And seeing as I'm bad at killing slimes, and my hand still is a little bit singed, yeah, I'm going to get down from the tree, and I'm going to yell at him again. I'm going to say, hey, thanks for saving me. His shoulders kind of untense, and he pulls his axe out of the tree, and he turns to face you. (sighs) His eyes are different. They look normal again. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm staying at the edge of the woods, but I ask, what's your name? I'm going to guess he notices at this point because you are yelling at him. <laughs> he kind of saunters all, uh, over to you. Okay. Okay. Uh... His axe is, is put away. It is sheathed and on his back. He's not coming at you with, with a weapon in hand. All right, uh, you know what? I'm going in for the handshake. How tall is this guy? Is he like twice my size? He's three times tall. my size. He is seven foot. He's seven foot Oof, two. Duh. Okay. He is one tall then boy. I extend my arm as high as it goes. Reach out to shake his hand. He doesn't shake your hand. However, he does walk into you, and you are very close to him, and he kind of picks you up with two both of his hands huh. i'm uncomfortable and now you're eye to eye to this <laughs> this this monster kind okay. of okay uh hi can you put me down he pulls you closer into him and he kind of sniffs you huh. and then he puts you down uh-huh and he, he and now you're on the ground. Nothing's harming you. And he just kind of pats you on the head. 
my name is Oak. All right. H howdy. Pleased to make your acquaintance. H how are you doing? Uh, Where do you come from? Where are you going to? Where did you find those slimes? Uh, What's going on with your face? Uh, Have you always been that way? Uh, uh, as you're bombarding him with these questions, he, he gets more and more confused. He's like hitting himself in the head. He's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, and he's like constantly hitting his head. Like as he's trying to search for a memory. Uh, oh, there was, there was a, why can't I remember? And he's thinking very hard. Well, uh, I hate to interfere, but, uh, I'm just trying to get to the next town over. I, is that your home? I mean, is that where you came from? Um, what's your, um, uh, what's your dexterity at? Just normal stat for dexterity. Uh, dexterity is 15. I got a plus two. Okay, yeah, roll for dexterity real quick. Yeah, okay. Oh, good. Seven. Okay. Oak's not doing too hot. Uh, his eyes immediately change from the normal-looking humanoid half-orc to this full-on raging uh, monster again. Ooh, and I'm on the ground. He swings his massive bicep, and it hits you. Uh and you go flying a few feet. All right. All right. You go flying quite a bit, actually. Um, what's your health at? Three. Three? Yes, I am bloody. Okay. Okay. Um, how am what I going to do What did you do then? to me? I mean, you're not dead. Hurting, I guess. All right. Just for... Leading out on the forest floor. I'm okay with this. If only you were in the forest. Ah. <sighs> So he hits you with this mighty muscle beam. You get shot backward, not backwards, but down the road. And as you're flying through the air, you see Oak then open his arms, screams, and then run into the forest again. Not towards your, uh, not towards your cottage or anything. Just out of sight. Huh. You hit the floor and you black out. Ooh, this is nice. This is a good. This is a good place to be in. I'm having a good time. Glad I left home. So just to wrap up of what's gone on so far. You've had nightmares for quite a few days. Almost two weeks. You had to leave your friends behind. You fought some weird fire energy thing. And some very stinky slime. And then the guy who helps you just launches you out of the forest. Having a good time. Having a fine... Feeling fine and dandy. It's a good day. Just like every day, you wake up again. Okay. You're you're back at your cottage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, you wake up a different place, actually. Oh, oh, not on the forest floor. You're not even in the forest. You're in a building now. Huh, huh. I have concerns. Uh, I'm looking around. Are, is there anybody around me? There's no one around you. It's, uh... It's a decent-sized room, has high ceilings, uh, wooden floors, wooden walls, wooden, ce uh, wooden ceilings. Everything's made out of wood, as Is if it's, uh, on fire? like, no, nothing's on fire, except for the lantern that's next to your bed, on your bedside table. Okay, that's supposed to be on fire. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, your hand has been bandaged, wrapped. Uh, that's the hand you punch the slime with. 
uh-huh. and you have bandages across your rib cage that hurt quite a bit when you try to sit up. There is a door leaving this area, and there's also a, like a closety. Like there is okay. a bearskin rug on the floor, and there's there's blankets on top of you. You're on a bed. Where's my stuff? Where's my backpack? Do I have my robe on? We're just gonna assume that you're not wearing your robe, but you are wearing pants that you've never worn before. You are shirtless because that's how you could see your uh, your bandages around your chest. Uh, your chest, and you hear knock on the door. And somebody walks in. Kind of tall. She's about six foot one. Uh, she is a elf of some sort. Oh, you're awake. What, who who are you? Where am I? Who? Where did you find me? Why does my head hurt? What's calm down. On? Calm down. Settle down. The uh, the guards. Uh, they they found you uh, passed out in the plains, as if you were attacked by a wild boar. You have three cracked ribs. And a burnt hand. Where'd you even burn your hand? There was no fire around you. Oh, man. I, I mean, I don't know what it was. I've never seen one before, but it was like this uh, this blob thing. It, like, a, like a jelly blob. It, it was sort of squishing across the floor. And it was all on fire. And I hit it with my fist. Don't ask questions. I did what I did. I have no regrets. <laughs> And then it exploded, and then I didn't see it anymore. And then, and then there was another one, and it was—it smelled like farts. And then there was this guy, and then I don't really—I don't really remember much. I think he picked me up, and then I blacked out, and now I'm here, and I'm talking to you, and I don't even know your name. What is your name? Um, I—I'm—I'm I'm Eliza. You are currently in the Mother Goose Inn. Um, I—it's I, a little inn that I run. How are you feeling? Are you are you okay? You you've been knocked out most of the day. We found you about sundown ish in the field, and you've been asleep. It's about lunchtime the next day. Oh well. And you are fully healed. You have all your health points, almost. Okay. Because you have a few cracked ribs, um, you're gonna have troubles moving. Oh boy. Right. You're going to have full health, but you're on all dexterity and strength checks, you're going to have disadvantage on. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. Until your rib cages are better. Um, you said dexterity and strength? Correct. Okay. I'll put disadvantage on both. Uh, but I'm back up to full health. Nine, nine hit points? Yep, you're at full health. All right, I am in pain. Uh, well, I am feeling hungry. Uh, I appreciate the food and the care. Thanks for patching me up. I mean, I would—I probably would have been left for dead out there if you didn't come along. How did you find me anyway? So we've been having troubles. Uh, somebody's been at, uh, or something. It's been, we're very certain it's something has been attacking our livestock. Um, and we, we thought we saw the thing that took one of our cows, and that's where we found you. Wait a minute. Is that, so this thing that's been taking your cows, is it like, is it really tall? It stands on two legs and it's just all beef? It's just we real jacked? 
we 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 don't know. It doesn't look human. Okay, because every time somebody you... gets a glance at it, it it's gone. Huh. I I hope you don't mind. I I went through some of your stuff and of course banished you. Um, I noticed that you only had vegetable rations, so I assumed you were uh, vegetarian. Um, so I I did give you only vegetables and orange juice. I I was. This is kind of hard to come by over in this town. Do you know where you are? I have no idea. You're in uh, Fleischbecker town. Oh, okay. We are a, um, uh, I guess, a meat hub. <laughs> a um, meat we, hub. We, we make our, a lot of our money through livestock. The livest- uh, the mountains um, that go away from here. Uh, and she's po- uh, she's pointing in the direction that you can only assume those are your mountains from where you grew up from. Okay. There's a spring on top of one of them. Uh, we had an arcanist come by and test the spring. And whenever it rains, it overflows and it comes all the way down to this town. And with some weird magic uh, interaction, I guess, it reacts with these daffodils we have that feed and nurture almost any livestock and so that's that's where we that's where we got our name uh cows sheep chicken pigs they all eat it all right all purpose not necessarily we don't have to cage a lot of them in because they don't want to leave and so we just have quote-unquote wild uh livestock out there and that's why we're called uh, Fleischpacker Town. We're 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 full of uh, we're a meatpacking town, with a with a strong German heritage. All right. Well, that is enlightening. That's good to know. I'm getting real sleepy. I think it's time for me to retire. Okay. Um, I'll let you sleep it off then. Uh, get those wounds all better then. Um, have a good night. Uh, rest then. And Eliza closes the door on her way out she goes back to her desk and right before you doze off you hear some yelling or a rant of some sort from the pub a girl yelling not necessarily in pain but she's just ranting something about dirt dirt something about a pet and something about a rock (laughs) 